Hey, what's up? It's Kramer. I want to bring in our um, our new sponsor to the program, to the uh, Kramer Show podcast. It's K&N Filters. K&N Filters. KNFilters.com. K&N Automotive and Motorcycle Replacement Air Filters are designed to increase horsepower and acceleration while providing outstanding engine protection. Uh, this Christmas, I am buying my son and myself uh, motorbikes. And this is good to know. This is a good source for filters. Um, this simple-to-install air filter is backed by the K&N Million Mile Limited Warranty and will be the last air filter uh, your vehicle will ever need. Go to knfilters.com backslash podcast and get a great deal on a K&N replacement air filter. Free shipping, and as a bonus, you'll also get a free K&N hat. Uh, it's a lifetime reusable air filter, million-mile limited warranty, lasts up to 50,000 miles between servicing, the original performance filter of NASCAR, millions sold since they started back in 1969. Uh, go to knfilters, knfilters.com backslash podcast. In your face. In your face. This is The Kramer Show. Engage. All right, welcome into the uh, to the program. Um, now that we have a sponsor, we are uh, going to be back on a pretty regular basis. Uh, doing the podcast, and uh, God knows I have so much to talk about on th- on the show today. My God, uh, between the debate and between all the fallout from this weekend, uh, plus someone on my message boards calling me um, a, basically a sympathizer for sexual predatory behavior. Um, we'll talk about that. Fucking idiot. Um, you know, I really, I I, I have a theory about Donald Trump and uh, this whole, you know, pussygate. Is it, is it is it cool that we call it pussygate because that's what it is. Pussygate. <laughs> huh. Um you know what? I, I'm going to uh, here, I'm going to roll roll the audio of the uh of the whole thing that you know, and- she used to be She's still very beautiful. I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down in Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. It, I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> huge news, Sarah. Oh, no, Nancy. Yeah. No, this was marriages. And I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took her out furniture. I moved on her like a bitch, but I couldn't get there. And she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. She's your girl's hot as shit. In the purple. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Oh, yes, the Donald is good. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my man. Wait, wait. You got to look at me when you get out of here. Like, that is very Will you give me the thumbs up? Okay, you are a piece. You got to put the thumbs up. You got to okay. get the thumbs up. Okay. Can't be too happy. Else off first? Yeah, let me. It's very funny. You got to give me the thumbs up. All right, you and I will walk there. Oh, my God. Maybe it's a different one. Better not be the publicist. No, it's, it's her. It's yeah, that's her with the gold. I better use some tic tacs just in case I start kissing her. 
you know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> I can do anything. All right. So a couple of things about that part of this deal. Every guy I know has been involved in some sort of conversation like that in his life. It's the way we communicate. I don't give a rat's ass what you say. Uh, don't don't try to nicey nice it up. We are scumbags. Men are scumbags. Um, we may not say that shit to women's face, and that might you know that might not be a way that we communicate with women, but that is definitely how we communicate with each other. Uh, there is that's just a fact. That's reality. That is life. Uh, here's some, I'm going to read you a little bit of what I wrote uh, yesterday about this. Over the years of working in radio, I've had the pleasure of meeting all sorts of people from all walks of life. I've befriended extremely wealthy people, famous people, poor people, smart people, generous people, important people, etc. You name it. And I've learned somewhat that wealth, fame, background, gender, race, etc. does not dictate how you communicate. In other words, what I'm trying to say there is I've met people that are noble people that are respected in the community. Everybody knows them. They're rich. They're famous. They're likable, etc. And you get that person behind closed doors in a cigar shop, and that person um, will talk exactly like Donald Trump talked. Um, I knew a lawyer who was extremely well-known, was a pillar of the community in which I lived. Um, everybody loved this person, and he gave, he was a philanthropic. He gave uh, so much money back into the community. Everybody adored him. But you get him behind closed doors, and you start talking about guy stuff, and he'd be one of the dirtiest fucking guys you've ever met. It's just how we are. It does not mean that the person is flawed, that the person is, you know, a murderer because they like fucking women. That's just it. And when a guy is in front of his peers, he'll say and he'll react to things differently based on those people and, you know, the situation. Like me, I'm a guy, I cuss a lot. I'm vulgar sometimes. Uh, I've been a part of some of the nastiest conversations you could ever imagine. I have seen women and said some of the most fucked up things, you know, behind their backs. And there's probably been times when I've done it right to their face, depending on, you know, who it was, what the situation was. And when men hang out, there is like a hierarchy. Men do and say things to become like the leader of the group that's hanging out. And that is the science behind how men react uh, and interact, interact with each other. Marilyn Manson said one time, he said, act like a rock star and you'll get treated like one. You know? You know, Billy Bush was, I mean, did you hear on that clip? Billy Bush was, hey, my man. You know, Billy Bush uh, basically conceded that Donald Trump was his uh, alpha male in that whole fucking scenario. So 
I don't begrudge Donald Trump for speaking like that. I begrudge Donald Trump for so many other things. It does, this particular doesn't bother me. Now, uh, where where do we start with this other horse? Where is this this guy? Uh, he's uh, on Dave Campbell on my uh, on my message board says. Well, at least now we know where you stand on sexual assault, Keith Kramer. I said, where do I stand on sexual assault? He says, according to you, it's okay for someone to grab women in the vagina just because they feel like it and because they think it's okay since they're famous. And then I said, I never said that. I said that men talk a certain way based on the science of a hierarchy, which has been confirmed a million times by research. As silly as it sounds, there is truth to that. Dave says, so you're saying because men feel like they have the have to have the biggest dick, it's okay for them to achieve that feeling by grabbing random women's vaginas. I said, did I say that anywhere? Dave says, you made a very clear excuse to what Donald admitted to. Yes. I said, has there been one woman who came out and said that Donald Trump grabbed her by the pussy? Dave says, you are a racist, sexist pig you should be ashamed of half the shit that comes out of your mouth. Listen, Dave, uh, I don't know who the fuck you are, um, but firstly, the what I what I wrote uh, did never. I never said anything that it was okay to grab women. Second of all, Donald Trump <coughs> didn't didn't admit to grabbing a woman by the pussy. Donald Trump, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. Donald Trump and Jess said, oh, yeah, you know, when you're a star, you can do all that stuff. You can grab him in the pussy. Never did he say that he does it. Everybody is over. The Internet overreacts. And then the, well, first of all, the news overreacts. And then the Internet just piles on. Uh, I have never seen anything to, I've never seen anything like what we're seeing right now. With the whole back and forth, um, you know, people acting as if this all Donald. Uh, I mean, I really, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I don't even, know where, I don't even, I can't. I, I started doing the show today, and I was like, God, I don't, even, I don't even know where to start because there's so much shit to shovel through. Okay, so now you get the the debate last night. Which I thought, first of all, Donald Trump spanked her ass. I am not a Donald Trump supporter. I'm not a Donald Trump defender. I'm I'm just calling the shots like I see them. I told a friend earlier, I said, you know, I at this point, I don't even care which one of them gets into office because they are both so unreliable. They both have they're both so extremely flawed. There is nothing about it at this point uh that's you know it's all entertainment value for me i'm not watching this i'm not going to change my mind about donald trump or hillary clinton based on what the fuck they said at a debate you know i i, I who are you people that look at these debates and go well i'm you know fuck donald trump might just turn it around i don't know I'm, i mean i was thinking hillary but you know what now donald trump uh he's got something Okay, I'll, I'll get into the debate in one second. Here is my theory about Donald Trump's tape that came out. 
If you go towards the end, they're walking down the, the hall, right? All right? Now, watch what happens. How you feel now? I should actually it's hard to walk next to a guy like this. Yeah, you get in the middle. There we go. Good. That's better. This is much better. This right. is... That's better. Now, if you had to choose, honestly, between one of us, me or the Donald. No, no, no. That's self-competition. Right yeah. Seriously. I mean, you, had to, you had to take one of us as a date. I'm going to have to take a fifth on that one. Really? <laughs> yep. I'll take both. Where are we going? Which way? Make it right. Here we go. Goodbye. Right in the days. Okay, here right about I'm here. Leave you here. Okay. Get my microphone. Okay. okay, right gonna, there. Oh, you're you're finished? When, when Billy Bush says something about the microphone, you can tell that something went off in Donald Trump's head. All right? I think, I think that at that moment, he thought about what all the things that were being said since that microphone was placed on him. If you look at his face, look. Microphone. Okay. You're gonna, microphone. Oh, you're, you're finished? You're my man. Yeah. Oh, and then he good. touches the mic right there. Right there. Okay. All right. Right at the end, he touches that microphone. I think Donald knew at that moment that that microphone was on. Donald Trump, and I said this months ago, I said when these debates go down, there is going to be some crazy shit that Donald Trump throws at Hillary Clinton. All the, I said this months and months ago. He is going to throw all this Bill Clinton rape allegations, all this all this crazy shit. He is going to throw it at them. And I think that he had something to do with the release of this tape so that he could get away with having all those, you know, the, the rape victims and all that shit. And he was able to, to throw all that mud last night. It would not surprise me if that were all an orchestration or orchestrated ordeal by Donald Trump. Call me fucking crazy. But I really, the more I watch it, the more I think, I don't know. Uh, this was my favorite moment from the debate. I didn't think I'd say this, but I'm going to say it. And I hate to say it. But if I win, I am going to instruct my attorney general to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation because there has never been so many lies, so much deception. There has never been anything like it. People have been, their lives have been destroyed for doing one-fifth of what you've done. And it's a disgrace. And honestly, you ought to be ashamed of Secretary yourself. Secretary Clinton, I want to follow up on that. Yeah, I'm going to let, let you talk about it now. Because everything he just said is absolutely false, but I'm not oh, surprised. Really? In the first debate... And we in the really, first the debate, audience needs to I calm told down people here. that it would be impossible to be fact-checking Donald all the time. I'd never get to talk about anything I want to do and how we're going to really uh, make lives better for people. You know, it is, uh, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Yeah, because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. <laughs> I also thought that uh, that Donald was pretty much right on the money when he said that it was uh, you know three against one because you know Anderson Cooper and what's her face just whew. and for him to pull it off I think I think he did pull it off uh, and then Anderson Cooper started off the debate he he brought up the uh, the leaked audio where Trump bragged about the the women you called what you said locker room banter. You described kissing women without consent, grabbing their genitals. That is sexual assault. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? 
No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly, I'm not proud of it. But this is locker room talk. You know, when we have a world where you have ISIS chopping off heads, can you imagine the people that are frankly doing so well against us with ISIS, and they look at our country and they see what's going on. Yes, I'm very embarrassed by it. I hate it, but it's locker room talk, and it's one of those things. I will knock the hell out of ISIS. I will take care of ISIS. So, Mr. And Trump, we should get onto much more important things and much bigger things. Just for the record, though, are you saying that what you said on that bus 11 years ago that you did not actually? kiss women without consent or grope women without consent. I have great respect for women. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. So for the record, said, you're saying you never did that. I said things that, frankly, you hear these things, they said. And I was embarrassed by it, but I have tremendous respect for women. Have you ever and done those things? women have respect for me. And I will tell you, no, I have not. And I will tell you that I'm going to make our country safe. But we have to build up the wealth of Thank our nation right now. Other nations are taking our jobs and they're taking our wealth. You know, I, uh, I spoke with someone in the political world earlier today, and he told me that there uh, is a lot more that's going to come out. Uh, and, you know, I, who knows if that's true? Who knows if there's going to be another tape? Um, there, there was talk this morning of um, somebody has um, uh, audio of Donald Trump saying the N-word, uh, when he was on The Apprentice. Uh, I guess um, Burnett, though, has... Uh, where Where is that story? Give me... Um, uh, give me give me the Burnett story, because that's... They were trying to... Let's see here. Yeah, here we go. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Um, Chris Nee, award-winning producer, uh, on, on Twitter yesterday, said that The Apprentice producers are sitting on footage... That includes film of Donald Trump using the N-word. Nee made the comments in response to a former producer on the show who tweeted Saturday that Trump has been caught on camera saying far worse than the things he said um, about the pussy. According to Nee, who says uh, she heard from producers, crew on the show, one of those far worse things is Trump saying the N-word. She tweeted the allegations at Mark Cuban, citing a $5 million penalty fee for leaking footage apparently included in most of apprentice executive producers, blah, blah, blah. blah. So in order for that audio to be leaked, um, somebody who leaks it is going to have to pay $5 million. So, um, of course, Mark Cuban could pretty much eat that fairly easily. Um, and, I, th you know, and I, I, think, um, I think Mark Cuban, if, if that were on the table, I can see him doing that because he is not uh, a Donald Trump fan. Um... Here's Hillary commenting on the uh, leaked audio from Donald. What we all saw and heard on Friday was Donald talking about women, what he thinks about women, what he does to women. And he has said that the video doesn't represent who he is, but I think it's clear to anyone who heard it that it represents exactly who he is. Because we've seen this throughout the campaign. We have seen him insult women. We've seen him rate women on their appearance. We've seen him embarrass women on TV and on Twitter. We saw him after the first debate spend nearly a week denigrating a former Miss Universe 
in the harshest, most personal terms. So, yes, this is who Donald Trump is. But it's not only women, and it's not only this video that raises questions about his fitness to be our president, because he has also targeted immigrants, African Americans, Latinos, people with disabilities, POWs, Muslims, and so many others. So this is who Donald Trump is, and the question for us, the question our country must answer, is that this is not who we are. I want to send a message, we all should, that America already is great, but we are great because we are good. By the way, why is, the, why is it that the media is, you know, I, I'm shocked that the media is not playing any more from Juanita Broderick. I mean, I watched that video of her reliving that Bill Clinton rape yesterday, and, I mean, it was – here, let me play this for you. This is Juanita Broderick uh, talking about Bill Clinton raping her. And then as he points over my shoulder, he grabs me and turns me to him. And that was a shock, and I try to push him away. And uh, I only weighed probably 120 pounds at that time. He was a very large man. And I kept telling him, no, this is, I, I don't want this at all. I, you, you, and I'm sure I must have said, you must have had the wrong idea. And he wouldn't listen. You know, there was no way that he would listen to what I was saying. And he grabbed me again very forcefully and started biting on my top lip. And this, is, this was extremely painful. I thought he was going to bite my lip off. It was, uh, and that's when he pushed me back onto the bed. He bit the top of your lip. Yes. Pushed you onto the bed. Right. And then what happened? And then this, so it's been so long and it's just so hard yeah. to go into. I need to stop. You know why? What's, Why is it still so painful? What's going through your mind right now? That I'm afraid of him. You're still afraid of him? Yes. But I'm still afraid, especially if she becomes president. And I know it's looking that way. So it's frightening, Erin. It's frightening. He, he throws you onto the bed. Right. And then what did you and do? And I to was you? completely dressed. I had on a skirt and a blouse, and he tore the, the waist of my skirt. And then he ripped my pantyhose and he raped me. It was very vicious. I was just pinned down. And it was a very helpless situation. I did not know what to do. I was so frightened. I was only 35 at the time, and um, it was it was horrible. I just wanted it to be over with, so he would go away, you know. So he would he just. He got up. No, he he, he held me down you. for a long time, and then he did it again. Shit! I was so ready for him to leave me alone. When he started raping me again, 
And uh, it was very brief. And he did get up and he straightened himself and my mouth was bleeding and it was hurting. And he just straightens himself and goes to the door. With you still on the bed? Yes, crying. He straightens himself and he goes to the door and puts on his sunglasses and tells me to get some ice on my lip and goes out the door. About how long did everything last? Probably all of it. From the time he walked in the door until the time he left, not more than 25 or 30 minutes. Wow. So when he was still on top of you, after he did it the first time, you thought it was over? Yes. And did he say anything to you? Or he oh, just did it again? He did say something, but it's just too horrible. I don't want to repeat it. But then he started again. And that was brief, and then is when he got up. Did you feel trapped? This big man on top of you? Oh, my goodness, yes. He would push down on my left clavicle, and it hurt so much. I thought my clavicle was going to break. And my lip was just ballooning out four times the size that it should have been. While he was... Raping you? Yes. Was the lip bleeding? Yes. When he first came up to your room and he grabbed you after you were looking out the window, what went through your mind? Did you? I thought that I could tell him no and he would go away. You know, I thought, uh-oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And I could say no. This, I, I don't want this at all. And he would leave, and it seemed to make it worse. It seemed to make it worse. When I said no. Did you blame yourself at first? Oh, yes. For letting him up to your room? Yes, very much. That was the mentality of the 70s. You allow a man to come to your room, and it's your fault. You know, whatever happens, that's something you just have to lump. So in other words, on top of being raped, you went home blaming yourself. Yes. For, for Bill Clinton's rape. Yes. You blamed yourself. Yes. God. And they come in early from the kitchen area. And uh, just before they do... So right now she's talking about uh, years later seeing Bill and Hillary at a fundraiser. They would be Bill and Hillary. Bill and Hillary Clinton. And just before they do, a gentleman who had driven them from the airport comes straight over to me. He was a very, he, he was supporting Clinton, but he didn't know what had happened to me, even though he was a friend. And he said, the topic of the conversation all the way from the airport was about you. And that startled me. And I knew I had to get out of there. Well, just as he moved, here comes Hillary straight for me and starts, gets to me and she starts saying, I just want to thank you for everything you're doing in Bill's campaign and it's so nice to meet you and all of these things. So I just nodded and told my friend, let's go. And I thought somebody from behind had grabbed a hold of my arm, but it was her. She grabbed a hold of my arm and my hand and she pulls me into her and she says with this very angry look on her face, which had been so pleasant seconds before, and in a low voice says, do you understand 
everything you do. And that frightened me. Do you think at that point she knew that Bill Clinton raped you? Or do you just think that she knew something happened? I, what do you think she knew? I, at that moment, people have asked me that, said, well, do you think she knew what happened? At that moment, and I have to go by what I felt then, and the look that she gave me, I felt like she knew. And that she he was, raped you? Yes, and that she was telling me to keep quiet. Keep quiet about her husband's rape. Yeah. Wow. It's okay. I know. You did the right thing. It's not your fault, okay? I know. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I know. You know that? Oh, you I know it. I know it now. It's just wrong. so hard to go over it again. I know. You didn't do anything wrong, okay? Wow. That is, that is heavy. Welcome to American politics, man. Fuck. Processing incoming feed. This is the Kramer Show.